Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Today we're continuing in our series entitled God and Government. Specifically, we're going to talk about self-government under God. That phrase, under God, serves as the premise for which we would like to practice self-government. That's a very important premise, I believe. How do we govern ourselves under God? Specifically, how do we govern our bodies under God? Because governing our bodies is our specific topic for today. And this is the first of three. Tomorrow and the day after tomorrow, we're going to talk about governing our bodies. But before we talk about how do we govern our bodies, I think we need to talk about why should we govern our bodies under God in the first place. Does our body need governing? Do sometimes our bodies do things that we don't want it to do? Do we have desires, appetites, urges, cravings, longings that we need governing? If we are to choose between governing our body's desires and body's desires governing us, what would we choose? Now, we will look at Paul's first letter to the Corinthians for answers to these questions. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 to 20 says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by His power. Do you not know that their bodies, uh, that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the, sex, the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Here's the question. Why govern our bodies under God? In that passage of scripture that we just read for this morning, we can fish out three reasons why we should govern our bodies under God. The first reason is our body is meant for the Lord. Our body is meant for the Lord. 
In verse 13, it says there, food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. But the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. What does this mean? Ano ba yung hugot ni Apostle Paul? Well, if you would research the context of this letter, the Corinthians in Paul's time were notorious for doing whatever they want. They even had a famous saying that supports their ideology. You can find that in verse 2. That phrase, all things are lawful for me. That's not God's word. That's Paul quoting the Corinthians. And that is their famous saying, all things are lawful for me. In other words, they're saying, I should be able to do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it. And you know what? You know what? It seems like their favorite thing to do was to commit sexual immorality. Now, Paul says, that's worrisome. That slogan, that's worrisome. Because not only that not all things are helpful, but also there are those that can actually destroy us. So we can't just do whatever we want with our bodies because our bodies are meant for the Lord, not just for our enjoyment. You know, growing up, I have this unusual interest in woodworking. Up to now, actually. But when I was a boy, I remember I would love going into my dad's workshop and find his tools and find some nails and, you know, drive those nails that I find into some of the random woods that are lying around in my dad's shop. Now, one time, as I was trying to yet again drive a nail into a hard wood, I couldn't find my dad's hammer. But what I found was what I believed to be the next best thing. My dad's shoe. <laughs> sapatos ng tatay ko. Yung nag-iisang sapatos niya. <laughs> so I, uh, for, for woodworking, that is. So I decided I'm going to use my dad's shoes to drive the nail into the wood. The result was not what I expected. I wasn't able to successfully drive the nail into the hardwood, but I was able to successfully destroy my dad's shoes. What can I say? The shoe was never meant for driving nails. Verse 13 says, The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. That's the first reason. The body is meant for the Lord. Why else would we govern our bodies under God? The second reason is our bodies are members of Christ. Verse 5, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? And when Paul says members, what he meant here is extension of Christ. How did that happen? How did we become or did the Corinthians become an extension of Christ? Well, the answer is in verse 14. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by His power. There's the answer. And it's the same thing that Paul said to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. He raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. He also said something similar to the Colossians. He said, uh, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, having been buried with him in baptism, 
you also have been raised with him through your faith in the power of God that raised him from the dead. What does this mean? What Paul was saying is when we became believers, our old sinful nature has been put to death and we have been brought back or raised up to a brand new life that is so connected to God. In this new life, it's like we have become extensions or members of Christ's body. Paul described it so well in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 27 when he said, Now you are Christ's body and each of you is a member of it. As Christians, we are the body of Christ. We are God's hands. We are God's feet. We are His face and His voice. We are the tangible expression of Christ to the world. And that is why what we do with our lives, with our bodies actually, matter. Not just any one of us, but it's all of us. Why do we need to govern our bodies under God? Because our bodies are members, extensions of Christ. Why, why else would we govern our bodies under God? First, because our body is meant for the Lord. Second, because our bodies are extensions or members of Christ. And lastly, in this passage of Scripture, the last reason is our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within us. In verse 19, Paul said, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You were not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Now, there are parts of these statements that are so crucial for us to appreciate what it means. First part, that phrase within you you know when we became believers of christ jesus the holy spirit made his dwelling within us so i'm thinking as christians in the pandemic it is important to know that we are never truly alone i know most of the time we feel that but the truth is we are never truly alone if we are in christ because the truth is the holy spirit is within us. Another part of that statement is that phrase, whom you have from God. Now, I realize the Holy Spirit is not some prize we won because we tried really hard. We definitely have the Holy Spirit, not because we earned His presence. His presence is a gift to us from God. The good news is we cannot lose His presence because we did not earn His presence to begin with. Last time I checked, we cannot lose that which we did not earn. Another phrase, another important part of this statement is that phrase, you are not your own. This is a sober reminder why we cannot just do whatever we want with our lives and with our bodies. We are not our own. We were bought with a price and that price is the blood of Christ Jesus himself. We are not our own. We can't do just what we want because we are not our own. And lastly, the culmination, the conclusion, 
the implication of everything we've just read is an instruction. So glorify God in your body. This last part is pretty much the only logical option left after understanding what it means to belong to the Lord. How could we not glorify God with whatever we have when we realize the kind of grace that we have been given? We have been created by God, saved by God, redeemed by God, and then made to be His dwelling place? Man, there is no other appropriate response but worship. And I believe that's what we need to do once more. We're going to worship God through another song. And that's what we need to do this morning. Lord, thank you for the life you have given us and the opportunity to live it for you. None of us can say we don't have anything to glorify you with because you have given us our bodies. Lord Jesus, we acknowledge this body is not our own. We are not our own. You have bought us with your precious blood. And the least we could do is to glorify you using this body. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship God. How can I forget you? How can I forget you? How can I forget the love that set me free? How can I forget you? How can I forget you? How can I forget the love Set me free, Jesus. I surrender, Jesus. I surrender. Open up my heart to all your plans for me. Yes, Jesus. I surrender, Jesus. I surrender. Open up my heart to all your plans for me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you 
and grant you peace. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages every weekday morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.